Okay. Mm-mm-mm. I don't think if I'm going to pull this off, they'll get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have blown McClunky. that. What's that? McClunky. McClunky. Is that our new formal greeting? Who moved the monkey? Who moved the monkey? Oh, Chris is in. What's up? Welcome aboard. This will be a one-on-one tonight. Chris will ask us questions. Just some awesome games there. Are those like all errands? 104 games are errands games. I have one. I brought Hellifier, and I also bought a game that somebody brought. So I guess I have two games: Crystal <laughs> Castles. Oh, you bought a, what? You, uh, an upright? Uh, Crystal Castle upright. I also bought a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, but it was on uh, route. Literally, the guy bought it. Todd bought it, picked it up from the route, and brought it here. Did not touch it, so it's like still has the smell of like pizza from the pizza place that it was at. <laughs> So it's on my truck. There's already a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here, and it has free play. Sorry, the band. That's right. Loud on hey, uh, why don't you show us that uh, Crystal Castles? Oh, sure. Let me go over there. It's just, it's does. You see this very often? Uh, the mappy it's with purple hair. It's <laughs> pretty nice. Okay, hold on. There we go. That's beautiful. That's in really great shape. It's in good shape, yeah. The, the base is very nice. And, um, you know, when you turn it on, you get to put it in free play, you have to go into the settings. So I guess I got to do that for two days. Um, but, you know, and then here's my ice cold beer. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> One just went up for sale. Actually, Ty is selling his out here for 2800 It looks beautiful. That's a good deal. Yeah, I should buy that. Hey, Brian, can I buy, borrow 2800 bucks? No, because I just... Is Susan listening to this? <laughs> Sam's wearing her glasses because she had to look at things up close. She's farsighted. It's going to turn oh, yeah. I can't see. <laughs> I think I need to go to the eye doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's generally what people do when they can't see. Hey, chatters, welcome to the show. I, I Brian's itching to get on with this. We should probably at least let Mark do his what we're working on. Let's get this thing going, and then we'll. Uh, We'll uh we'll talk about what we've been working on. I think that'd be a good start. So Live from KOIR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Intruder alert, intruder alert. 
Welcome to Season 4, Episode 3 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, November 14th, 2019, and the time is now approximately 7.20 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us. This is your host, Adam Last Names Man, here. Stuff. I'm joined by by my co-host, Mark, who's walking around in a hotel, and a Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor, an occasional... uh, Thanos body double of Brian Thurston Howell the third dot com. Uh, well, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. So no, no guests tonight in case we you're wondering. Forward. So we're going to be inviting you to think of things to ask us throughout the show. Uh, did you just throw that out there in chat, whatever you want to do. Or you can call us on the game line, 612-548-GAME. Uh, so Brian, what have you been working on? Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's start with Mark because he's walking around in a hotel and he's got to tell us what he's doing. So, well, hold on. Let me sit down. Somebody go. Next. Somebody go before me. Okay. All right, Brian, go. Well, we just had a big party at our house last week, so I was working on a few games. Uh, got the Warlords cocktail working. I had to do a little bit of board work on there. Had a little bit of logic trouble. Got the Bone Busters reassembled and the linkages uh, redone for the flippers. Um, had a problem with Tempest. Uh, what was the problem with Tempest? I can't even remember now. And my Rampart, Sonic Switcher, the Rampart board died. I cheated and fixed that by swapping out the Rampart board. Nice. That's always the easiest way to fix those. <laughs> they just, they just if you have one laying around, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I actually had uh, one extra, and I got another one off KLOV just recently. So I now have three non-working ones sitting around that I'm going to be working on fixing and uh, let's see, what else did we do? Moved a bunch of games around. We got Cheyenne working. Had a logic problem on that one. Uh, got Speed Freak into the house. Finally got that up from... Oh, by the uh, way, Tiger. I want to just say Speed Freak is a really awesome game. It is a really... Yeah, it is. Um, actually, that whole... So we've got our row back there now where I have Warrior, Speed Freak, uh, War of the Worlds, and Ripoff all in a row, which is kind of this... Cinematronics. Awesome row of cinematronics, and I will now be adding a tail gunner to that row. <laughs> As of uh, five minutes ago, I love tail. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have a problem, Brian. <laughs> I may be dead when it gets there because uh, when uh, someone finds out if uh, someone is listening to the podcast, which they hopefully are not. Um, <laughs> Too late. Yeah, uh, 10 people watching. Can we see who those 10 people are? <laughs> it reminds me of the time that I was... Uh, if, if a giant <laughs> object flies from this side of the room and I just go down dead, you know that she's listening. Okay, here's a question for the three of us. Uh, <laughs> have you ever snuck a game into the house? And if so, which one? 
<laughs> and how long did it take for it to get noticed? <laughs> you go first, Brian. I'm already in trouble. You want me to give up more secrets now? <laughs> okay. Well, well I'm the, divorced the, from the person that <laughs> caught me, so it doesn't so matter. The, so, yeah, so I'm already dead. Um, the the one I snuck in actually was when we first moved back. I bought a Tron for 500 bucks. Yeah. And it literally was one of those. It was it was just the power supply. Okay. We fixed it. Worked great. Um, but we were at the shop and we just set up the whole arcade. And I had my discs of Tron in there. And so we just, Logan and I went and moved like 10 machines on either side of the row and slipped it right into the middle. Uh-huh. And um, it hasn't been noticed yet. That was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the chat, Mike Page. So we got, uh, my story is uh, about a Robotron cocktail. And I drove it promptly to the storage place <laughs> and put it in there. <laughs> Because I didn't want to get caught. And then I had a retro gaming party with consoles and arcade games. And when I had that, I pulled it out of the storage and hooked it up in the garage. And then it just made its way into the house. So, Robotron cocktail. And that was like, I don't know, seems like decades ago. But it was like uh, eight years ago, nine years ago. I guess it was a decade ago. <laughs> What about you, Mark? Did you ever sneak a game in, or did you have to? I have not. My wife is always in on everything with me, which is, I guess, not normal. Yeah, I have that now, but I do get a little pushback. <laughs> but, uh, right. Well, I mean, I have bought something that she wanted and forgot to tell her about it. And so that was sort of like, oh, yeah, I bought a Tron Legacy. And she's like, what? You know? <laughs> so it really wasn't a sneaking in type thing. But that would be kind of a fun, like, I wonder if she'd notice. I'll have to try that one. <laughs> Just, you know, Bring scientific. a game in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've been working on uh, a couple of things. Uh, I finally completed a Star Wars board set that I had uh, been working on. I brought it over to Brian's shop, and we tested it out, and it doesn't work. So that's great. Uh, so we're going to try to figure out what's wrong with that. And then uh, I designed a new custom token for my arcade, and I'm having some samples made. And uh, and I also sent off my journey boards for repair, finally. So CD Jump should have those sometime next week. The, the insurance for that package was more for, uh, than the actual cost to ship it. So... <laughs> Well, you know, I, I insured it for what they're worth because, uh, you know, what am I going to do if they get lost or broken? Right? Uh, I can't find any more of those for you. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, uh, you are working on something right now. Uh, right. I am at the Houston Arcade Expo in, I guess sort of, sort of uh, eastern central Houston and uh, I brought my Nintendo Hellfire which after three years is finally complete. Um, I sent an email to Kendra at this old game she took uh, the vector files I sent, I swear, two years ago and they rushed together a marquee not a marquee, a bezel and the side art that I had uh, sent them a couple of years ago and so the cool thing about this is that the uh, side art, there is no Hellfire side art. I actually took the flyer, 
changed the perspective on it so that it was, you know, flat. And then, you know, based on what I could make out, created the side art. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw some of your vectors when you were posting them on Clove and stuff. They look great. They do, but it it's so it takes so long to get somebody to print them. So, luckily, this expo was like perfect excuse to say, "Hey, I need a rush." And they were very nice. They only charged me for shipping. They actually printed everything for free. So hopefully, that means that they can take the vector and start selling stuff. So that'll be kind of neat. Um, yeah. I don't that, know. That is uh, awesome. Hey, can you walk us over? Can you walk us over to the Hellifier? We are in the bar right now because uh, we've been stuck inside of the expo for a little bit. But okay. I will, I will bring you over there in, shortly. Okay. All right. Well, you. A little demo. So, if any chatters have questions for Mark while he's walking around there, or if you have questions for myself or the other guy, Brian. What other guy? Brian. Uh, about any of this stuff we're talking about tonight, just go ahead and chime in. Uh, all right, so do you have any questions for me, guys? It's the Q&A night. Let's, let me think about things. Uh, oh, where's your um, your hockey jersey? My hockey jersey? It's in my closet. Is it in good shape? Like I haven't looked at mine since we bought it. I've only worn it really like one and a half times. So. Right. Did you get Brian his? Yep, I did. Maybe right. next show we'll all wear them on Thanksgiving and then like have turkey next to us and then yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. That sounds good. Nah. That's it. I can't think of anything else. All right, Brian. Let's move on to the um, whatever that thing is called. Uh, yeah, the news. All right. The arcade news, arcades, pinball, industry alumni, arcade openings, collecting, celebrities, world record holders, operators, coin op, conventions, new products and gadgets, gamers, the arcade news. I'm Brian McLeod. I'm Adam Stevens. <laughs> and now, the arcade news with Brian McLeod. Welcome to the arcade news. We have some riveting stories tonight. Um, we're going to start at the top of this here. I've got a couple of stories. We had a couple extra because we don't have a guest tonight, so I thought we could spark some discussion in a, as a part of this. Uh, the first one is from Hyperbeast. Uh, so there is a new typography book that uh, goes through the uh, basically the typography that was uh, and pixel faces that were done with the different arcade games and through kind of the arcade game era. It uh, is a definitive guide to 70s, 80s, and early 90s game pixel typography. It's the first book of its kind. Omagari exhaustively researched this and gathered 250 pixel typefaces to be redrawn and categorized by style. Um, so this book kind of uh, harkens back to a lot of the typography used in games like Super Sprint, Pac-Man, Afterburner, Marble Bandit, Shinobi, uh, as well as a number of other games. Uh, it's a special hardback edition. is available only in a thousand units, so you better jump quick and get on this. Uh, the metallic ink and detailing has a Japanese style belly band and is on readonlymemory.vg. Have you guys taken a look at this yet? No. So, uh, it's pretty. That's it's a pretty neat idea. What do you like about it? Uh, you know, I think anytime we can sit there and. Um, any time anybody collects an aspect of the classic games and kind of 
uh, a broad stroke of them and brings them together into a collection and kind of looks at it in an analytical way and kind of presents it to the public. I think it's positive for everything we do. Uh, when when these things come up, I, I like when people pull stuff together instead of a specific book on a specific game or a specific uh, aspect of a game. And so this really pulls a lot of different aspects of uh, what the art and what people enjoyed about the art at the time was. So I think that's neat. And who's publishing this again? It is on readonlymemory.vg and uh, written by, it doesn't say who the publisher is specifically. Toshio Magari. Toshio Magari and designed by Leo Field. Hmm. There's only a thousand copies? And it's only 35 pounds. Uh, British pounds? Well, that is heavy. <laughs> British pounds, yes. <laughs> It's 272 pages. Huh. 35 pound book. <laughs> yeah, that would be an awesome book. So I'm going to move along in the news here. Pertinent news to what Mark is doing right now. Mark is at the Houston Arcade Expo. Uh, if I said that. So the Houston, yeah, the Houston Arcade Expo. I actually said that correctly. It is on uh, Friday and Saturday from 12 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. on Saturday. There are supposed to be 300-plus games on free play speakers, uh, musical guests, vendors, exhibitors, and the speakers there. Actually, I was kind of impressed. I was going through the list. I mean, Eugene Jarvis is there. You've got um, uh, basically pinball creators there. So there's a pinball designer roundtable going on. Hmm. Um, and there's actually an interesting – there's the metal gamer, a massage therapist that wants to be a metal guitarist. So uh, it's a the movie talk later on in the day. Hmm. <laughs> which is kind of an interesting one but i mean I, for those of you who haven't been i haven't been to this but i mean this actually sounds like a fascinating tournament i don't know if you want to elaborate or not tournament sorry fascinating expo if you want to give some more info mark let's see um well aaron aaron arcadiology actually is bringing 104 games i think i might mention it 104 games right hell you say yeah, that's, that's a pretty decent amount, and we're grouping them. We normally don't. Um, this expo is sort of like a home, uh, you know, smaller expo, but every year it gets a little bit bigger. This is the second year they're at this Marriott Hotel, and the, uh, the, the, the you know, the, they always have, like, a live band. I think uh, the guy that sings the song is going to be uh, playing tomorrow. Pretty sure. I mean, on on Saturday. Do you remember the promise? Oh yeah, yeah. By when in Rome? Yeah. When in Rome? Yeah. Which I think is just one guy now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear he'll be uh, he'll be uh, air guitaring his uh, guitar, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm not supposed to say that or not. Oh okay. <laughs> We're gonna judge him more. He's well, you'll have to talk to him because he's thing. in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. The, really? Well, that song is. Tw- it's uh, played at the. Oh. Yeah. You're right. It is. You're right. It is in the Napoleon Right. I thought he actually looked like it, and then they, they based the movie on him. But I'm just betting. Yeah. We're lo- we're losing you, Mark. We're losing you. Family Guy played it. Too. So, oh, sorry. what what do you got? Uh, what else you got in the can there, Mister? 
Well, I just wanted to say again. So again, this is the Marriott West Chase down in Houston. Uh, if those, if anybody's down in that area, you should definitely check it out. Although I'm sure if you're in the area and listening to this podcast that you have heard about this already and you're probably already on your, it's on your list of things to do. Moving along, for those of you who really couldn't get enough of uh, Wrestle, WWF WrestleFest. Um, That's me. Arkansas I can't get enough of it. What? Technos Games is licensed to deal with RetroSoft. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you and I got to kick your sequel. ass. I'm going to kick your ass right now. <laughs> so there will be an official sequel to WrestleFest coming out. WrestleFest. From Polygon News. Interestingly enough, this is not associated with the WWE at all. WWE! <laughs> so, um, it will include many of the original lineup to give it Adam any more fodder, uh, but it will also have some of the, uh, <laughs> it'll also have uh, a couple of the original tag team uh, partners, and uh, they haven't released much more on it, but it should be, it should be kind of interesting. Um, it's, it's neat to see them reviving that. Put the glasses on, formaldehyde face. <laughs> and we All will right. keep moving here on that note. <laughs> Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Has its 40th anniversary next year. <laughs> the hell you say. And, and to commemorate this, Bandai has teamed up with DJ Ken Ishii to create a techno dance inspired theme song. Join the pack. Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear this. I bet it's amazing. I bet it's fantastic. Oh boy. So far, I'm familiar with the tune. That song is really boring. <laughs> it's well, so, it's so you know, boring. I could have written it. Everybody here is looking at me. Yeah, that was terrible. That was Wait, here. Let's listen a little bit more. Yep, so far, it's the same boredom. Well, you know. I mean, the video is quite uh, interesting. Does, does anybody else think that Jerry should have been called? Jerry Buckner? No. I, oh, Jerry Buckner. Yeah, why wouldn't why would they call him? What's yeah, that? Bandai owns the rights now. It's a Japanese company. I'm going to get it. Well, I think what Mark is trying to say is that they should have called Jerry Buckner. I called the Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> We, what we need to do is just put like we can just okay. do uh, yeah. subtext for Mark. Or we, we should just translate over. for him. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, you not hear me? No, your your uh, your bandwidth is crapola. You need to jump on the hotel wireless. Uh, oh, because you're probably on your uh, radio there. So what's the what's the next uh, news article you got there, Brainiac? Uh, listen. This this next news article gives hope to us all. Okay. It's inspiration for us all. 
that lets us know that it, it is not a lonely journey into the arcade. Where's this one coming from? This one is coming out of Soro News 24. Sounds like a news station. I, you know, I, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> this one's coming directly out of my ass. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> oh, Ironically. Oh, no. <laughs> so, J- Japan's sexy butt master swimsuit model marries a pro gamer she met in an arcade. Okay. Run that by me again. Uh, a, Jap- Japan's sexy buttmaster simsuit model marries a pro gamer she met. In I don't arcade. even know if I can say buttmaster on the air. So, so this is the so it's kind of funny. I mean, this this is a woman who uh, you know, a lot of swimsuit models are emphasizing a certain part of their body. She decided that instead of emphasizing that, she has a lot more pictures of the other end of her body, and so she is known as the buttmaster. I have a ton I, of pictures of the other end of my body. Her name is Yuka Karamochi, for those who want to start Googling <laughs> hell out of her. No way. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, so what's interesting is uh, she, ma- she met a, uh, a guy named uh, Katai, uh, sorry, Keita Ai, who's known as Fudo in the fighting game community. At an arcade in Japan 10 years ago, they became friends through their shared love of Street Fighter V. And, she, uh, and Fudo eventually started uh, competing in tournaments, became a professional gamer. It's how he makes his living now. And, uh, yeah, so she was cheering for him, and they just fell in love. And that's just how it goes. So you can go to the arcade and meet a swimsuit model and get married. <laughs> that's what I'm learning out of this. I'm, I'm taking home uh, that you can You, you can, can only get married master to someone arcade. in an arcade if you find a butt master. Uh, you know, I, my worry is that most of the arcades I go to, the butt master is going to meet something very different. <laughs> Hey, you know, whatever way your door swings. That's it's, the... all, it's all good. And on that note, Mark is hitting the menu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to order Sorry. some food now. <laughs> did this, did this can, you, can you understand me now? No, A little yeah, bit better, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I wanted to try and get some different news in this week. I mean, I thought I thought it was pretty good news. There's no news is good news with Gary Gnu. That's hey, I mean, like swimsuit models in arcade. Just that alone is news. That is news to the Google. Randy Randy Kelly says <laughs> to the Google. Republic a Texas Grill uh, beer and sparkling on one side there. Excellent. Uh, it's a hotel bar, so I can't. It can't have good brisket. It just can't. I, I didn't see any. Yeah. They have uh, New York steak, cowboy cut ribeye, roasted prime rib paste, pesto. I almost said pesto. Pesto crust rack of lamb? Oh, those lambs. <laughs> My wife is like, I don't want to eat here. <laughs> I love uh, filet of lamb. All right. <laughs> rack of cow. I, lo- I love those. <laughs> All right. Holy crap! I think I'm crap. gonna go with the scared, the, the scared salad, scallops. Shallots. Um, seared, seared scallops. The, the, the what? They're yeah. probably scared when they got them. Cha. Probably. Cha. Right. Yeah. Cha. Well, see if Mark can do this on the fly. Back in '82, 
I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to, to the, the cave. cave. With, with He's just, he doesn't have the show notes. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> remembers. Welcome to Back to the Cave. And I, uh, well, originally I had like picked an excerpt from MTV. Is that still in the show notes or no? Yeah. Uh, well, exa- well, from MTV? Yeah. Is it still there? <laughs> well, no. we, we were doing this thing where we were doing segments from the, the one yes. thing. Yes. Right? Yes, just jump ahead, find the, go, do you have the one from the old thing? Or? Well, um, this is, this. oh, this is, uh, yeah, that's not what we wanted. This is kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, we could play this, but this isn't relevant. You're right. It's not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I could pu- I could pull up that other thing that uh, we were. We I'll were do the show notes and I'll I'll explain while you're doing it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So what we do is we get an old '80s uh, news show like 2020 or Nightline, and we take the article they made about how the people who played arcade games were totally weird, and we play that little excerpt of that little news segment. And then we judge them, but you know, and decide how wrong they were and were stupid. You know, then um, and then we kind of are very smug for at least fifteen minutes. <laughs> for at least fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the segment is probably like uh, I don't know, two minutes, right? Yes. So, I think. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think we're somewhere around here, so here we go. Games people play. Created new industries, like these video game books. How to win video games. The secret of video game superstars. The video game industry has now... Wait, I think we played this one. ...to its own motion picture, Tron, where a young computer genius is trying... Can we play this one? ...massive computer system. I think you have to go beyond uh, like four minutes. Memories is the evidence. Oh yeah, we played this because this, this is the memories. And get zapped by a ray gun right into the machine. Because of the fierce competition among video game companies, Tito requested we do not use last names. But Rex is working with Mark on a new game called Toasters and Chainsaws. Toasters and Chainsaws. Mark's computer okay, will appear on the screen. Hit. Rex is using a computer to synthesize the sound you will hear when the game hits the arcades. It Wait a second. Hold it. Hold it. Okay, we need to put this in the chat. I'm gonna put this in the chat because I can, right? Is it okay if why, I put it in the like chat? Video? Sure, why not? Here we go. So, if you guys want to see this, if you go to uh, five fourteen, I'm just gonna play this clip one more time. And here we go. Under so much pressure, company executives asked us not to spend too much time shooting the factory for fear it would slow the workers. That gives you some idea how competitive the business is. Incidentally, the battle guys are working on Tron machines. Who gave us Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. On the average, it can take up to two years and several hundred thousand dollars to get a video game from the drawing board to the arcade. In between, there are secret testing locations and programming changes. We go by what we call what's in the cash box. No, the cash, like I mentioned, the cash <laughs> what's box. What's in the cash box? That's, that's not what's in the Jack juke. Jack is president of Taito America. This is a company that first had Space Invaders until it sold the license to Bally. Sometimes this can get a little confusing. Taito let us videotape in a room called Deep Engineering, 
without being overdramatic about the whole thing, this is the most secure room in the plant. This is where the game gets its life and personality from computer programmers. Because of the fierce computer competition among video game companies, Taito requested we do not use last names. But Rex is working with Mark on a new game called Toasters and Chainsaws. Mark is computing what will appear on the screen. Rex is using a computer to synthesize the sound you will hear when the game hits the arcades. Okay, so at 520 they show that uh, that clip of that game. And it's not chainsaws and toasters. And what is it? It's that the 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 train robber game where the train the train goes along and you have a oh, horse. Oh yeah, yeah, like gun smoke or something. Guns, or? Yeah, we played it at uh, uh, Grinkers. Uh, yeah, Grinkers, right? Oh yeah. man, how would they call it coasters? That's that's totally not the same game. They just put that footage in there because they had it. I mean, this is really cool footage. You guys should check this out, Chatters. It's pretty sweet. You know, that's weird. when you're not listening to our show. What's in the box? Steve Taki's asking, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> My wife's head. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> what's in the box? Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, I suppose that we should probably... Move on to the next segment. Oh yeah, what? What's in the juke? Oh, <laughs> what's in the juke? Welcome to What's in the Juke, and uh, Mark, do you want to tell our listeners how we play this game? Sure. What we will do is we've picked ten. We, we picked ten uh, songs. Yes. Yep. And and we will play a tiny, tiny, itty bitty, small portion, and hope hope that you can decide if you know the title and the artist. If you can guess the title, you will get a half point. Half point. If you can get the artist, also worth a half point. You get a full point. point. Yeah, right. If you can get them both right away, uh, you get a full point. And I am not able to keep track of the score today. So. All right. So <laughs> somebody's going to have to pay attention. All right. I'm scoring. You're scoring? All right. All right. So thank, we, thank you, Brian. Okay. We need to erase those scores from last week and get this board ready to go because uh, yeah. it's going to be good. Share the show no secrets. Yeah, right. Okay. So here comes the first, uh, the first clip. Uh, hang on to your shorts. This song was the anthem for 102.9 WLTE in the Twin Cities for a long time. No, no way. Yeah. Which he's not considered that genre, but apparently they played this on that channel. It is Stepping Out by Joe Jackson. And, uh, it, yeah, so that is, uh, who got that? Uh, Andy Baldwin. Andy Baldwin right. with John, uh, Joe Jackson. And uh, Casey got uh, Stepping Out. So Casey is in the game. Andy and Casey are neck and neck. This could be good tonight, you know? This could be really good. Thanks for joining. All right, here comes the next track. This one might be a little harder. 
Maybe not. Everyone get your sound hound out. Shazam. Oh, I just figured out what how they're all related. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here, here we go again. It's a toughie. Not Donna Summer. Nope, good guess. Alright, I'll go to the middle. This is that's this is a really hard one. Now, I I'm gonna just have to give this up because this was not a top forty hit. I don't know how Mark no, found this this song. If you were, if you were a pensive teen, you oh. would have known. It is Andy. Kate Bush. Andy Ballin got Kate Bush. There you go. Oh my gosh. All right, Andy. Half point. Uh, not Amy Grant. Kate Bush. Casey also guessed just a little behind Andy. Uh, yeah, that is Kate Bush. Uh, play a little bit more. If you were a John Hughes movie buff, you're yes. going you're going to end up uh, knowing this song. Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth McGovern, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good movie. That that was like a tearjerker. It was a it's a it's got a kind of a little of a twist ending too, if you ask me. But yeah. um, yeah. So uh, that that was not life in the end. Okay, so that was Kate Bush. This woman's work from She's Having a Baby. Okay. All right. Next track. (sighs) Even my cat is throwing up right now. Yep. So, Chris, Mr. Peabody, Guns N' Roses, and Randy Gelking, November Rain, those guys each get a half point. Half point. Nice. Yeah, now we got a good game going. Right? <laughs> All right, here comes the next track. That's it. That's all I'm playing. <laughs> Try that again. Wow. Liberace. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> Piano flourish. <laughs> Casey's like, this is not classic retro 80s music. I, yep. I agree. Well, this song is. You just got to get to the... Hey, Ryan's in the game. Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays. Make them stay at home. Daddy doesn't understand it. Ryan gets a full point. Full point. Check that out. S1500. That was good. 
All right, next track. Boarded the plane. <laughs> you you totally enjoyed that. I could see it. <laughs> Walk into Memphis. Uh, Andy Baldwin, Casey Relford has gone to sleep, and uh, Andy Baldwin gets Mark Cohen as well. So uh, Andy gets a full point. Full point. All right. Cool. Uh, next track. Uh, <laughs> hang on, Casey. It gets better. It really does. <laughs> but not before it gets worse. <laughs> These are very slow, Mark. We got to pick it up next week. Wait a minute, baby. <laughs> Sarah Fleetwood Mac. Casey got both of those. Boom. That's actually. We point for the complaint. Yeah, you know what? We should just take a point away for him going to sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't really know he's asleep unless we have video, right? I really actually love that song. I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. That's, uh, have you a video of anybody have sleeping? You ever, have you ever seen uh, that, that woman in a concert? <laughs> yes, I have. I have. <laughs> uh, like four times. Three times <laughs> with Fleetwood Mac and once solo. Okay. Uh, Casey Relford said the theme of this week is solid gold AM radio hits. <laughs> uh, keeping that in mind, here, oh, that was Sarah Fleetwood Mac. Okay, keeping that in mind, here comes another AM hit. It was an early morning yesterday. Yesterday. I was up before the dawn. That is Supertramp Not moving on It is Goodbye Stranger Who got that? Casey got the whole thing? Casey got it again Oh jeez He's just He just woke up And he's taking over The AM radio Alright That's it (laughs) If you don't get this Then we'll stop playing everything Queen, 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 Bohemian Rhapsody. Damn it, it was not the answer, but that was close. We <laughs> got Queen right after it. Yeah, Andy Baldwin. And he gets a full point. Because he got them both. That was pretty good. All right, here we go. That's uh, it. I mean, oh man, someone's going to get it. I know it'll be Casey. I'm predicting Casey. No, it was Andy. Andy gets it. He got both of them. Check that. Nice job, Andy. Full point. All right, so here comes the next one. It's a little bit funny. Ah. <laughs> Elton John. Uh oh. Tiny Dancer Tiny is dancer. incorrect. <laughs> Tiny Elton is not correct. Dancing John is not correct. Sorry, no. Daniels, not correct. 
this song closer it's closer closer you are to find i will survive <laughs> i will survive daniel and now we're just going through the entire catalog of elton john till somebody randy, randy. gelking gets the lion king <laughs> you're so, the lion king <laughs> half point <laughs> half point oh my god all right so we have one song left in the juke uh what are the scores at brian we have Andy at 4.5, Casey at 2.5, Randy at 1, Mr. Peabody at 0.5, and S1500 at 1. So we have a tie right now. We do. We have a tie for third place. <laughs> All right, here we go. I have no idea. Journey, 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 (laughs) journeys. Don't stop believing. Andy Baldwin gets a full point. Did he? I believe so. Want to verify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full point. I have to take it away. You know what? I saw Casey's first. I have to take it away. There we go. I mean... Andy got it was journey. Yeah, didn't no, work. I I gave Andy credit for journey, but I saw Casey's "Don't Stop Believing" before "Don't Stop Bevelin." I guess Bevelin, 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 Bevelin. I love it when they type it in real fast. It makes me happy. <laughs> so, give us the uh, the winner of this week is the winner this week is Andy Baldman. Oh, second place. Casey Relford with 2.5. That is. And a tie between Randy and S1500 at one point. I, Mr. Peabody bringing up the rear in fourth place. Yeah, that's a good job, everybody. Did a great job. Thank you, Bales. My dog just came in to say hi. Huh. All right, so this is the part on the show where we check the voicemail. I'm going to check the voicemail. I don't think there's any voicemail though. I think I think we just we could play some greatest hits, but I don't I don't have any new voicemails. It's kind of sad. Very sad. Uh, here's one. Here's one we might enjoy. The government grant amount of eleven thousand three hundred dollars. To claim your grant amount, contact us. Our toll free number two zero six. Two, Write this three, down. Seven zero one eight. Wow! Did you hear that? I got a government grant. That dude, that's awesome. That means you can like buy a third house or something. Let's try this one. You are randomly selected to receive the government grant amount of eleven thousand three hundred. Wait a minute! He called the day before and told me that. Wow! You you got two grants. It must be real. I bet it's real. Let's try the let's try this one. Enforcement action. Executed by the US higher authorities stating your social security number going to be blocked. Intending your serious attention ignoring this will be an intentional second attempt to avoid initial appearance before a magistrate judge or a grand jury for a federal criminal offense. This is the final attempt to reach you. I gotta something tells me that it's not the final attempt. 
I, I got to find this email that I got the other day. It's actually pretty funny. So I, I got this email, and the, the name on the email, I, and I'm not trying to make fun of the name. I, maybe this is a common name somewhere, but literally the name on the email is Fairy Boars Bore Bore. <laughs> and it says, like, you know, big, all capital levers, dividend distribution action required to receive. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's got to be a scam. <clears throat> Evidently, this company I started seven years ago was acquired by a guy who's named Fairy Boars Borbor. And legitimately, like, they, they owe me dividends on this company and the shares I own. You should, you should give them money. I, they, it's, it's actually quite comical. Uh, I went to Susan and said, if I found some money randomly, could I go and buy a Speed Freak? She said, you're not going to find that kind of money randomly. I said, well, coincidentally, I had this company that was bought by Furry Boars Borbor. <laughs> so I went and checked. I actually went and looked up the, the stock listings. I mean, it's like legitimately this guy owns this company. So it was, it was, it was quite amusing. Yeah. That is amusing. Amusingly. All right. Wait. Tell Susan, do it. Do it. Exactly. Perry Boris Borbor is my new KLV name, says Andy Ball. <laughs> it's actually, I'll put it in the chat for people to know how it's spelled. Because it's even crazier when you see how it's spelled. Um, I'm not sure if one is a middle and one is a last name, but it's literally that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I found a voicemail from a couple of years ago that we never answered. <laughs> uh. We've been on the air for two years. Oh my god! Three. We've been on for three. This wow. is our fourth year. We're in our fourth year right now. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yes. Oh, the Davilo missed. Uh, what's the juke? Because the phone wasn't watching live. Oh, who, who missed it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like somebody was asking a question about marathoning and how you go to the bathroom. Well, I, I bet that was when we had Tim on for the first time. Probably. Yeah. Psh. Huh. Oh. <laughs> okay, so now is the time on sprockets when we dance. I'm looking. I'm looking through the chat here. We got the uh, Davalope, uh, Andy Ballman, the uh, Davalope, Randy Gelking, the Davalope, Brian Armitage. Why, do you, Brian? You're in the chat. You're I know. The, you're in the. You're you're in. Hey, and Major Stupid, May, get it? Major Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the other person that was on that had a funny name that I can't remember or should not probably repeat. I kept pronouncing it incorrectly on purpose because it was a bad name. But you have to do that sometimes. All right, so a uh, question for you. Brian, what what project do you have right now that you want to get done? What do I have that I want to get done? I actually <clears throat> got a couple of fun things going on. Yeah. Um, I guess the big one I want to get done are all the G80 stuff, the G80 games I have. I have a Star Trek, a Tax Scan, and a Space Fury all in pieces that yeah. all need to get back together. I, too, have a 
Star Trek in pieces. It saddens me. It it really is. I mean, they're great games, and uh, I mean the G eighty monitors are absolutely beautiful when they're working. The G O eight. Yeah, sorry, the G O eight. Well, they they do run on G eighty hardware. It's confusing. It really is. That is true. That is true. It's lots of letters and numbers, and you know you just throw them around. G eighty G O eight blah blah blah. Disconnect the counter. That's all I know. Disconnect the counter. <laughs> what do you, what do you have that you're working on now, Adam? Well, uh, I like I said, I sent off my journey boards. So the next step is to rebuild the uh, the power supply in that bad boy. Uh, so that's what I'm probably going to work on since the winter has already come here in Minnesota. We had like two weeks of summer and I think a week of fall. And now there, we have like 12 months of winter coming. You're going to have to like make a gif of the side of your journey so you can truly appreciate like the metallic sparkle of it. Yeah, when you see it in, per- in person it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> It's going to un- need like an action awesome. gif. Like you have to move a little bit, create this whole art thing so that you can actually see what's yeah. going on. And I you know I don't know if I told this on the air but that that thing got a new paint job. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the million yeah, dollar journey. So it looks really good. Yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, the, and I also need to send off the T-molding because I uh, talked to the T-molding guys over at T-molding.com, and they said that they would probably reproduce the original color. So I'm going to send them uh, nice. uh, a sample along with theirs so they could compare them. And then they said uh, even if there's not a huge demand, they, they might still run it. So. so is the the one on mine, I wonder where Chris got the one on mine. Is it not quite right? No. There's a light blue light there's a light blue that's available that is close-ish, but it's not the right color. I haven't put the two of them next to each other to see. You should. The, the original journey is more aquamarine kind of. It's not Okay. It's not really the the light blue that unless somebody replaced the team molding on your other one, which is possible. That is true. Well, well, probably not. I mean, the, literally. I mean, the band. Oh, Journey's Journey. Storage, yeah, no, they shoved didn't. in a storage locker. Yeah, and you'll know right away because it's that flat stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, are they going to do it flat for you, or are you going to complain about it? No, I'm just going to complain about it. I wish that somebody would make all that stuff. Why? Why isn't there a flat T molding, black leather? I mean, there's so many games that use that flat, like Atari. They had all that. I don't know. This should be flat T molding. Only one person makes it for the Donkey Kong, and that's it. So I, the the mage is stupid is Tyler. Oh, is it? Hey, yeah. hey, mage is stupid. He's <laughs> <laughs> been running in and out of the room, and then going and making comments. <laughs> and he's subbed. He subbed our channel. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. That's a, <laughs> hey, somebody's taking their clothes off behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, get started oh. now <laughs> well this this show just got interesting <laughs> all right <laughs> all right can i get you something to drink oh yeah oh. all right I'm on my second 
Mark, so you finished your Hellfire. What's the next project? Oh, so I have a Super Masters game that I bought. It's, it's a uh, System 24, I think, Sega. And okay. uh, it has, like, it's, it's one of those games with a floppy disk. And an FD something or other, 1094 CPU that has, like, a little battery in it. So I uh, made some friends with this guy in New Zealand and North Carolina. Well, two guys, I guess. And uh, I have a decrypted copy of the floppy, and I need to put in a regular 80, well, whatever, the, the 68,000, or 68, yeah, I think it's 68,000 CPU. So that's in my garage, and uh, literally everything is perfect, except for the fact that the FD CPU chip lost its, you know, suicide to itself. Hmm. So... So anyway, I'm trying to like provide that. That would be kind of cool. I got that for a hundred bucks. It was at a um, like some like roadside dude that was just selling garbage. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of terrible things. And uh, but he had the game, and I wish I'd been there earlier. He had like six other games that he had sold before I got in there. But you know what? You just never know who who uh, who has games and. You know, what's the deal behind them? This guy had gotten from an estate sale and sat on him for like a couple of years. So, so that's kind of fun. I think I'm excited about that. And, and this System 24 is also common in the Hot Rod, four-player Hot Rod game that I have. Nice. So, so hopefully that'll like get me, you know, my learning curve uh, on the whole, you know, how to fix System 64 <laughs> game, uh, System 24 game, right? <laughs> Hey, this beer is very strong. Sorry. Andy says, move your head, Mark. <laughs> Just a little to the left. <laughs> is, it, is it too big? I can't tell what's going on. Do you like my mustache? Is it, no. Yes. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. There's this, uh, this little part I got from Arcade Shop. You see it? Oh, the sink cleaner, yeah. Why'd you buy that? That's a good question. I'd like you guys to tell me why I bought this, because I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> did, you, did you buy it after the huge... Uh, not the... <laughs> <laughs> did you buy it after the Nolan Bushnell uh, podcast, or... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because... So, wait, now, in fairness, Arcade Shop ships a little faster than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, if you bought it from someone else that I'm not going to mention right now, maybe it would. No, I wouldn't be here yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this thing. So it's a J Rock sink cleaner. So it eliminates sink issues generated by some PCBs and ensures a proper composite sink signal is sent to the monitor. I, the only thing I can think of is that I may have bought it because my tapper has a waiver in the in the screen and i think it's still electromechanical but if you take the the big ass suitcase power supply out and you run it off of the the uh uh the replacement power supply uh the switching one it works fine with with no wavering hmm. so there's but i also discovered there's a part missing from it that i found uh in the journey cocktail that i have so it attaches to the monitor and then it it's like a shield that sits behind the neck board. And I think it has a dual purpose. So it 
help it attaches to the plate that the chassis is attached to and then it has this armature that comes out i think it helps protect the neck board but i think it also shields it from the power the power to some degree and the power also has its own shield that's supposed to help um but i i found that it doesn't so and now I have all my grounds hooked up and stuff. So I thought maybe, I don't know, would a, would a sink cleaner help hook, you know, with that? Probably Jason Cobb would know the answer. I don't know what it's for. Skip the bottom list today. Do you, do you guys have anything in your collections you don't know what it, what it is? Or why you bought it? Uh, you know, there's a few things in the shop. <laughs> a few things I walk around going, uh, hmm. I also well, noticed that I have a crazy amount of artwork that needs to go on games. Holy crap. I probably have $1,000 worth of artwork that needs to go on games. We just uh, – I actually just put together – I bought a a new gauntlet cabinet three years ago. Yeah. I picked it up, and I bought the artwork two years ago, and we assembled it this week. Yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> That's not right. We should not be doing that. Yeah, I, well, <clears throat> I mean, I ordered the artwork when I get to the project. And I think I'm going to get to it. I just don't, you know. By the way, is there anybody in the, I don't know, Brian, maybe you need some. But I have I have Rich's Repro Star Trek cockpit artwork. And I have two copies of it. Oh, I may need that. Because I may be picking yeah. up another cockpit. But it's been converted. Well, and I also have two spare extra sides uh, for the cockpit that have been restored to bright white. They look great. That paint on them is phenomenal. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're automotive paint. Automotive paint. Yeah, and it's it's high test enamel. It's you can wax it. It looks great. I think I think I'm gonna definitely replace the the panels that are on my cockpit with the white. But yeah, the the white really stands out. I mean, it really it really pops. You showed me those panels when we're in your storage unit, and yeah. And I don't. If there's anybody else looking for something like that, they should contact me. If you have a Star Trek cockpit that needs parts, I I I have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I had, I, I had to part one out. I have a Star Trek cockpit that needs parts. <laughs> well, this is this has been easier than I thought. I beat everybody else because of the lag. <laughs> yeah, we should and have Mark's a little. Muted, so he can't ask. Oh yeah, he's muted. Well, he doesn't want a Star Trek cockpit anyway. Wait, I do. No, wait. You know what? I want an upright because uh, the first time I ever saw the Star Trek arcade game was on Starcade. Oh yeah. And I was uh, I was convinced that the voice is uh, Spock. Don't you think that he sounds a lot like Spock? Welcome aboard, Captain. I think either that or Sulu, one of the. Well, I have actually, what, what the the guy that says "now entering sector" that sounds like Spock. I do yeah, have an upgrade. I'm sorry, Brian. What? I thought Sulu I, said "welcome aboard." I do have an upgrade. I'm getting rid of. Oh, okay. I'll be right over. Uh, the dedicated? Uh, well, it's an asteroids conversion. Okay. So it looks kind of oh. like the dedicated. Is that the one you got That's from our Iowa friend? 
I saw Fet- Fetish Boy actually uh, had one just like that, right? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. It, it looks must have been a pretty common conversion. No, so the, so he has the dedicated. The dedicated. So asteroids. So the asteroids cabinet looks very similar to the dedicated one, but they're a little bit different. And so it, I don't know. I mean, the one I have is an asteroids. It has the owl eye door. So it's a it's a really nice asteroids cabinet. It just was converted over. <laughs> but the the converted one and the uh, real one look very similar. I see. Hey, that reminded me, and this is like a sidebar, but yeah. has anybody got Disney Plus and watched The Mandalorian yet? No, uh, but I did watch Star Wars A New Hope that they changed, which <laughs> they added the word McClunky to. <laughs> yeah, I actually just played it and zoomed up to that part. And I me guess too. that that means uh, you're going to meet your maker or something. I guess they were like, how come he he knows that he, he's going to get shot, you know, Han Solo? So they were like, oh, Greedo has to actually, like, threaten him with some words first. So they added more words. And I heard George Lucas added this, like, at least seven years ago, and they just didn't have a release. But when Disney bought Fox, uh, they, it was just sort of like, you know, yeah, if you want to close that. It just sort of, like, you know, carried yeah. itself along. Now, it's interesting that you bring that up because... Uh, one of the holdups for the re-release of the unfettered original trilogy was that Fox owns partial rights to the original movie. So that's not a problem anymore. So they definitely could. Also, that scene has changed. Not They didn't just add the word McCluckin or whatever it is. Um, they, They made them both shoot first. Did you notice that? Right, like the exact same time. So it's not even a shot first thing. Yeah. So it's like we both shot first. Now I'm waiting. I'm going to have to make t-shirts that say we both shot first. I guess the biggest surprise on the statistics so far is that Darkwing Duck has been leading the pack. <laughs> oh, man. I know so many people that want to watch their Darkwing Duck. It's crazy. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. I don't understand. I mean, I loved it. When it was on, uh, it was probably the the more mature of all of the you know weird Disney cartoons that came out at that time. But I don't know, more adult. I don't know, mature is the right word. Maybe adult's not the right word either. Maybe I'm, maybe maybe we just shouldn't talk about Disney. They're going to own everything. They're going to own absolutely everything. And then the podcast was cut from mentioning Disney. Disney, Disney, we Disney, Disney. On that. <laughs> no, it, it, Actually, gets, it gets banned for everything else. I'm shocked the one-up cabinets pulled up to, pulled off the licensing on the Star Wars. Like, that's where... Because licensing of Disney, that's... Yeah. So, you you know, know what? They, pro- they probably called somebody up and they're like, what do you want to do? Whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, hey, hey, my phone's at two percent. I don't know if I'm gonna, it's gonna die. I'll call, I'll call you back from the truck if it does. Okay. All right. Well, you better well, bring us. O- you should bring us over to that hell of fire. Or are you, are you still finishing dinner? No, right. Uh, I mean, I'm done. We're we're closing out here. Okay. Well, when you get a charged battery, you gotta show. What you should do. You should post a movie to the arcade radio page tomorrow. There you Show go. us everything lit up. Yeah. Right. 
or you can go to YouTube, look for uh, Meet the Time Runners, and I have like a walkthrough of my game where I play it and discuss. You know, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to do that. Meet the Time Runners uh, YouTube oh, channel. Oh yeah, like, like and describe, subscribe. Did I say de- describe? No, don't describe. <laughs> this is again this beer very strong. I don't know what. What am I drinking? Goose Island IPA. Oh. Well, I'm a cheap date, so. <laughs> empty stomach. Yeah, it was empty. <laughs> I know somebody who drank on an empty stomach recently. Did you? <laughs> not a good, not a good thing. Bad. Not a good. Look. Bad thing. That can oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> George Lucas is trolling us. It's sad that people are having to sign up for five streaming services to watch whatever they want now. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're paying the cable prices you did when you cut the cable, so to speak. So now you just have to subscribe to everything in a different way. Oh. I lo- yeah, I lo- this, this is a la carte. You got it. Yeah. So, you know, and it's so cheap, Disney. I've actually signed up for three years because they uh, had a special where you would, you know, get a good discount. And so... yeah. I signed up for the bundle, so I have Hulu, ESPN, and Disney for twelve ninety nine a month. Which oh my god, that's awesome! It's a pretty de- oh, deal. And tonight, uh, usually uh, Friday at one a.m. is when they release the new episodes. So there will be another episode when we wake up in the morning of the Mandalorian. Yes, I heard there's another series coming out called the Metaclorian. <laughs> it's about the cool guy. <laughs> Some meaty chlorians. <laughs> you got you got your meaty chlorians in my soup. <sighs> I don't know. There's somebody trying to tell me that people like the new the their prequels now too. I think people have just gone insane. I think that's what the problem is. I don't know. You're not addicted to Jar Jar. No, but now you now that you said that I want to make a music a song addicted to Jar Jar. And I should. You're gonna face that you're addicted to Jar Jar. Yeah. It'll be good. Here's a picture of Happy Chef. There you go. Makes everybody happy. Happy little chef. All right, Brian, what's your what's your next question? My next question? Yep. What was the last game you played in your collection? That is a good question. It was Defender. Uh, I've been super stoked about this the dumb high score save thing I put in there, the MV RAM, and fixing it all up. So I've been I've been I've had a renewed interest in a game that I hated as a kid. So, and I've and I've I've gotten up to sixteen thousand points. That's just insane. That's that's pretty good. I, I'm ter- so after the party, somebody came up to me and they said, "Defender's like impossible to play." Yet all these people that hadn't played games before, and it's like, well, it's not a super easy game to just sit down and play with. Now ask me what game I played in your collection last. All right, what game did you play in my collection last? A food fight cocktail. Fun game. Ooh. Yeah. So when I was at your party, I played the food fight cocktail. I played. Um, I played. Uh, what's your new driver? Speed Freak. Speed Freak. I played Rip Off because it, I had. I don't have. I mean, there's. I'm never gonna get these games. So, and I Rip like off. them. Rip Off's not a. I mean, 
Speed Freak was a little tough to find, and that was not cheap. And I still, I've War of the Worlds, which I still think War of the Worlds is bloody awesome. Hey, Mark, mute. The animations on War of the Worlds are just like, they're really cool. Yeah, really. I, it's like he just. That's so cool. And the, uh, so actually, and uh, Mr. Peabody commented that the Omega Race was fun. Um, yeah, I played that know, too. I played the the other game that I played was uh, this really crappy game called Exterminator. <laughs> I'm moving it into your uh, basement. Oh, good. I'd love to see you do that. <laughs> it won't even fit. It's so weirdly long it's that is it's i mean i i i kind of blew it i just like i mean chris was there he watched me he i tried to play it i tried to play it it's unplayable it's an unplayable game with an awesome cabinet it's terrible even warren admits it even the programmer admits that there are problems with that game, and he would love to talk to us about them. <laughs> well, he we should write some new code for it. Here's another. Here's a. Here's a weird question. Jeff. Uh, Jeff Lee worked on the artwork for that game, right? For Godly. Brian Colon. No. Yeah. Jeff, uh, no. I thought Brian did, didn't no, he? No, was Jeff Lee. Gottlieb. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I looked it up, and and I tagged him. He said this is one of the first games he worked on when he was at Gottlieb, but I think that's weird because Cubert was like 82 or something, right? 81? I thought. Look it up. Maybe maybe they both worked on it. I, yeah, I thought he did some of the in. I mean, it was I'm, like one of those things. I don't know. Maybe I'm goofing. I'm probably goofing it up. Well, they're both nice guys. They are. And I mean, it's, it is a funky game. It's a little bit different. Um, it does have a very different play. You need to, you really, it, it's not something that um, it's just obvious how to play it. In fact, a lot of the people go up to play it at the party, look at me and they're like, what the hell do you do with this? Right. So it, it might get replaced. Premier it Technology Exterminator. Maybe it wasn't Jeff Lee. Now I'm confused. I mean, it was it was uh, one of the last games they did, right? It has to be because it's like eighty nine or something, right? The music on that thing is phenomenal, though. Well, what to describe phenomenal? Like, oh come on, it's that FM modulation with the Yamaha chip. It's just it's really. I mean, it's is a it fun... like is it phenomenal like this? No. no. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that is such a crappy song for the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. <laughs> it's going to, I mean, it's going to bring in a whole new dancing crew for Pac-Man. Super Pac-Man's in there. Here, here. I mean, this is here. Come on. You can't tell me. I'm going to message you this. You can't tell me that this is not good music. You gotta put that on for a second. Boink. Good, good game sounds. All right, I'll put for one second. Is it gonna give give me? A second? 
that's good music. Now, where the bumblebee? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So. 1989. Let's see your ki- Batman came out. What killed me was pulling the uh, the Black Knight 2000 out of the basement. Because I love the sounds on that pinball. Yeah, but you have a good lineup down there. High speed. You got Pinbot, Ride a Pinbot. What's the other I debated one? pulling Pinbot instead of Black Knight 2000, but when I looked at the two, Black Knight 2000 was working less well than Pinbot. Yeah. Neither of them are 100%. <laughs> I need somebody to help me with my playfield swap on my Xenon. That's a project that I need to get done because that stupid playfield was a lot of money. They, are, they aren't cheap. The best observation at the party, though. Hmm. So Ted Hooper came up from uh, Chicago. Oh, yeah, Ted. Yeah, Walks in the back room and goes, so you made the Spy Hunter seats and your Spy Hunter doesn't have one. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I I said the same exact thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the Spy Hunter needs? A new seat. (laughs) Yes, it definitely does. Although, I'll tell you, the kids were, like, addicted to Spy Hunter. It was hilarious because Spy Hunter didn't have free play. So... I'm at the bar at one of the hall and like every 10 minutes the kids would come running down the hallway. Can you credit up spy hunter? And I'd go down the hall and credit it up again. It only takes nine. Is that right? Uh, it takes nine at a time and then they'd play it out and then I'd head back down there and yeah. I wonder why MCR has only took nine. It's weird. Uh, Tron did the same thing. It's uh I, I don't know. I did put the so I did put the free play mods into Journey. Yeah. I put the free play mod into Wacko. And uh actually I'm gonna pull up this list here. Has anybody so have you ever done any of the ROM free play stuff? <laughs> Sorry, I was just reading the chat. Chris was saying Adam got a better score when he stopped playing Exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I walked away Probably like his true. score was like tripled. <laughs> I'm sorry, what 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 did you say? So I put the um, so I so actually uh, Matt Osborne sent yeah. me the ROMs for Journey, Wacko, and Satan's Hollow. Okay. And you could swap over the ROMs and make them free play. Well, it, it, that's yeah. Well, that's, there aren't free play modes in those. I guess there's a couple of different Tron revisions you can get free plays for those two, but you have to have the right. I don't know how it works, but so free, free plays I did that. And then I tried to do Spy Hunter, but it failed miserably. And the other thing I did was I didn't get a chance to put the Simpsons Tapper ROMs in. I was going to convert the Tapper to Simpsons Tapper. Yeah, that would be cool. So So that replaces all the sprites in Tapper with sprites from Simpsons characters. Yeah. You can look that up on YouTube. It's pretty cool. I mean, who did that? Uh I don't remember offhand. I'd I'd have to look that up. Wasn't it Matt? I don't think that one was Matt. Okay. But it's, somebody had to put a lot of work into it. I was actually kind of disappointed, though, because you go to the shake the can scene, and they did the sprite for the duff can. 
But then they left the Budweiser logo in the background. <laughs> have to complain about free stuff. Yeah, but if you're going to do something, you know, do it right. Go go all in. It's like the guy who did Pauline, you know. Just reverse everything. Change all the sprites from handbags to hammers and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that was a big party. It was fun. A lot of wet kids in the pool. There were. Running around slippery little devils. There were. I even had, I mean, it was enough planning that I actually had an Excel sheet for a schedule of what games I had to fix and work on and move around. <laughs> How many games do you have in your house right now? Um, 40, I think. 40. There's pins and, pins and games. There's like 15 in the back room. There's uh, it's like another six or seven and maybe even eight in the gun shooting room. It, you know, um, so Mr. Peabody just said uh, that my Donkey Kong joystick was messed. Yeah. I, I wonder why. I bought it from a guy who doesn't care much about his games. That's why. It just uh, like sells crap. It actually, actually you, you haven't paid that guy, so I wouldn't complain too much. <laughs> So I've got a I got a, a, a trade that I'm trading Adam with for that game, and I honestly brought that in and was just happy I got that to the house in time. Um, I did throw I didn't put this on at the party, but that does have the deranged and the um, remix in it. Oh, you just had to hold down the buttons. Yep, and it so, was changed. Uh, that joystick is really easy to fix. So well, I have I have an extra one sitting at the shop. I just need to grab it and throw it in there. It's one of those like, yes, I know. But the funny thing is that 99% of the people um, wouldn't recognize that. And I, you know what? The joystick in the arcade SD is the Sanwa JLF, which I still say, and there's a lot of people who will probably shoot me for saying this, that if you're going to do a multicade, um, one of the best joysticks to put in a multicade is the Sanwa JLF with an octagon gate because you can play four-way, eight-way. It feels really nice. Um I really, I really enjoy that stick. We even have short shafts to make it the length of a cocktail. Huh. I think did Andy Baldwin make me a Donkey Kong joystick? I can't remember. Somebody did from the chat. I think it was Andy. That's I, one of those things I have to find on the shelf at the shop. I literally have like four or five Nintendo joysticks, but I don't have many Nintendos, and this is the first Donkey Kong I've owned. It's I've a, never owned a Donkey Kong. It's a super cute Donkey Kong. It's a cabaret. It is. Although I may end up having to pull it out if I finish off my junior. You should put it in your office. It, it's wood grain. It fits perfect. It would fit with the office. Well, but the junior is the one that I have that I bought off that guy that he put all four board sets in it. Yeah. Well, I put three board sets, and so we added a fourth. So. Yeah, that junior yeah. is really nice. Super yeah, it, nice. And it switches between every. It literally has every rendition of Donkey Kong available and all the ROM swap games available on the same cabinet, all on original hardware. It's it's a really neat setup. Yeah, where can you get uh, that jam? It's not a jam. Where do you get the Multi Kong adapter? Vector Labs. There's two switchers that you can get. One of them is from Vector Labs, and the other one is Jim Riddle is working on one, and has one that should be out soon. And Mike's Arcade has. A JAMA adapter. They don't have the Donkey Kong adapter, right? Well, 
Well, I think Mike's Arcade has a switcher, but I think it does two boards. But uh, both Vector and uh, Jim have ones that will do four boards. So in order to get all the ones, so it has Donkey Kong 3, Donkey Kong Jr. with the Donkey Kong Jr. remix, and then you have the Donkey Kong with the remix deranged and whatever, and then there's the Donkey Kong 2, or Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 2, Donkey Kong Pauline. So, and, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the Donkey Kong switcher uh, from Vector Labs ends up getting expensive really quick. It does. Um, a Nintendo DK4 game switcher. Because there's adapters, right? You have to buy the right adapter. It, they, they all have the same plug. But you do have to buy the adapters to plug into each one. Yes. They don't all have the same plug, though. If you don't like, if you have a four-board stack, right? Uh, I would have to check. Yeah, I thought they were the same, but I would have to check. Like the power supply for the four-board has all those dangly wires on it. Later mm-hmm. models just had the the one whatever this thirty-pin. So somebody in the chat probably knows. Are you selling joysticks right now? I am. Well, I was asked a question. What were you asked? I was asked. So Mr. Peabody asked if we sell the San Juan JLFs in Paradise, and yes, we do. That's that's actually the uh, most common fight uh, stick. So if people are watching Evo or any other fighter game competitions, what they use most of the time there are San Juan JLFs. Korean sticks have actually become more popular recently. Which is kind of ironic because Korean sticks are grommet based. So hmm. the fighting guys are starting to like swing back in the direction of going to grommet based sticks. Is there because they feel better? So the the originally the Koreans were playing them, uh, and most of the grommet based sticks are Korean, and they were they were found they felt they were better for three dimensional fighters like Tekken, which was very popular in Korea. But now people are swinging that over more to Street Fighter and some of the other games. The funny thing is, is that the company Crown produces a silent stick with a grommet, and a lot of the companies that do silent sticks use a reed switch, which is a like a little micro switch with a reed switch in it. And Crown decided to use um, to use leafs, okay. and so they're actively producing a leaf switch joystick with grommets in it, like currently being produced. It feels awesome. <laughs> You know what else is popular over there? I'm not sure. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Give you a little K-pop to go with your grommet joystick. <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, come on! It's not as bad as the Pac-Man song. <laughs> oh wait, they're the same song. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a mashup of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, and the one other really fun news that we have, um, and I posted this on a bunch of the Facebook groups, but the. Um, 
Omega Race backdrops are actually in the screen printer today. And oh, so I'm yeah. going to be picking up all the Omega Race cockpit backdrops tomorrow. Those got started in May. Well, so, yeah, it got started in May. I had somebody do the vector rendering, and they kind of did about 90% of it. <laughs> then someone else said they would take over the rest, and I don't, I don't do Illustrator well. And so somebody else said they'd take over the rest, and they said, that I'll get to it next week, I'll get to it next week for about two months. And then finally I said, look, you're not doing it, it's fine, but let me have someone else do it. Someone else volunteered to do it. They did the same thing for two months. And then finally a third person said, okay, I'll take care of this. He did that for about three or four weeks, and then I made him feel really guilty, and he finished it off. But he asked me to promise to not reveal who he was doing it. I know who it is. It's so, me. It's me. I did it. <laughs> but they look awesome. By the way, I mean, I, it's going to be... I'm so excited. If you need, like, a cheap and dirty way to vectorize stuff, and this is for stuff that's not super large, you can go to vectorize uh, vectorizer.io, I believe it is. And it's an actual... Uh, yeah, it's V-E-C-T-O-R-I-Z-E-R dot I-O. And you can upload your image there and it cleans it up and turns it into a vector for you the only catch is it has to be under a certain size like one meg but you but it's great for like logos and stuff so because you can get like a 5,000 by 5,000 pixel image down to about a meg so if you can get that vectorized it, it looks great and you can even save it as a jpeg and get them even larger so well. And, and the funny thing was is that this had enough little fine details and the pictures I could get had a little bit of wear here and there. Yeah. So we did try a couple of programs that just did that blanket vectorizing and yeah. none of them quite did the job right. Right. So yeah. it took a little bit of work. It's um, hard because you got to have a really clean image to start with in most yep. cases. Yep. So. And then there's the whole issue that a lot of these you're trying to actually go back and recreate something that because once they printed a bunch of this stuff, the films get a little worn. There's a little bleed. So you're trying to recreate things in a normal way. I saw it. <laughs> Chris in the chat says, <laughs> Brian should put a 60 in one on that exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when will we start printing arcade artwork? Uh, yeah. Yes. Keep your eyes open. He says There's yes. Some stuff coming. Well, you can, you, you can do a certain size, right? So... Uh, yep, and uh, someone else locally has bought a uh, vinyl sheet printer, so there may be some fun stuff coming through. Oh, interesting. So do you yep. want to uh, do you want to do that uh, Pac-Man glass first as a t as a test? I, well, actually, I don't know if I can with what I have. Oh, so I was looking at it, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how I could do that, and I'm I don't know that I can hmm. unless I do some type of reverse print vinyl on the back in addition to my printing. Hmm. But I am looking at it. I Can you print it? About it? So there's a there, for those of you in the chat. I have a Mr. Mrs. Pack uh, pinball, and it has a lower glass that is typically flakes on a lot of them. So and there's two. There's a black and a blue, and uh, mine is the black version. But it's a, it's the right size to print. So, but there's a, some backlit elements. That's what he's talking about. He'd have to layer. And then maybe, I don't know if you could print like a layer of silver over the back or white. Well, that's what we'd probably have to do in vinyl. 
Um, and what we're trying to do is I'm trying to figure out where we would fit in. So there's a we we bought a printer mostly for doing um, artwork for the fighting game community because of some of the things that we do. And we bought a printer that allows us to direct print to buttons and other things. And uh, so that was the main goal. But then there's some projects we're doing on the side like this, um, like this Omega Race backdrop and a few other silk screening projects that may come soon hereafter that fill some gaps out in the community um, that people aren't doing. We're not looking to go and uh, this whole war over artwork out in the community just drives me insane. Um, and so we don't want to get into that and I don't want to be a part of that. But what we want to do is we want to add something and bring some more products out that people could be interested in. Uh, we've also been playing around a lot with infinity mirrors uh, for this new cabinet we built for Galactic Battlegrounds. And so we may be doing some fun infinity mirror projects. Um, and I'm looking at doing kind of a custom aluminum extrusion for building some um, our key holders as well, as well as infinity mirrors. Randy in the chat is saying that he'd like a left-hand side Blastroids artwork. Um, does Phoenix or this old do, the, do those? I should check. So, well, who but, does the... Because, uh, yeah, so if you're looking for artwork, this old game and uh, there, there's Blastroids CPO. He does the CPO. That's... Don't know if he does the side art. I mean, I don't know. Let's type in Blastroids. Blastroids. He does the marquee and the CPO. It does not do the side art. And I don't. I don't think Phoenix does it if he's got that stuff, right? They turn. Uh, I don't see it. They usually try to stay out of each other's business. They usually avoid each other. We won't get into that yeah. discussion. No blasters. The, the other person who's really Joe who's Saz really uh, stepped up lately is Joe Zabo. Is it Sabo or Zabo? Uh, you know, uh, that's a good question. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's really done some neat stuff. And what's kind of fun about some of the things he's done is in addition to doing reproductions, he's kind of going out and doing some custom custom artwork. Um, some of it is kind of sad and interesting. Yeah. Sabo. All right, I'm corrected. Um, like the Arkanoid full custom kit that he did, which is neat. But, I mean, how many games do we see converted to Arkanoid? Just, you know, it's like, uh, what did they do? Well, um, yeah, except for, you know, you can't, you can't get rid of all the Arkanoids. Because you can't you deconvert can. everything. And they become more valuable. Yeah, I, that's my point. There, there, was there any dedicated Arkanoids? I don't think there were. It's all kids. No. He did also did Ninja Baseball Batman, which I'm super excited about because I built one of those. Mm -hmm. um, it's so actually I, my one of my pet projects lately has been converting M92 boards from Major Title Two to other uh, games. So. There's a number of uh, M92 games that are kind of fun. He also did... Uh, did you see his custom Robotron artwork? I did not. Oh, I, uh, no, I did not. Yeah, you should pull that up. That's actually kind of neat. I like the original, uh, but the the stuff he came up with, it, it's it's pretty sweet. Well, it looks like he's got a YouTube video for it, too. That arc he did was in a Fast and Freddy Cab 2. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
He did. I mean, it's so. I think one of the things that one of the things I'm finding interesting with what he's doing is he's paying attention to a lot of the original styles, trying to recreate some of the stuff, trying to bring stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's. I think there's some fun stuff he's doing. I do agree, um, but who else is going to do that same conversion, uh, Andy? But so you are right. So he's inkjet printing all this, so you can scale all this. And because he's got vector graphics, it's not a hard thing to transport over. I mean, it's kind of like the blaster. I mean, he did the blaster cabinet, right? I mean, who else is going to put a blaster in a wooden cabinet like that? Um, it's just, I mean, wooden blaster cabinets are you know, but there was three of them, mm-hmm. four of them, and then getting a blaster board set. I mean, I guess you could build a new uh, Williams cabinet and then do a J-Rock board in there. Yeah. But. Anyway, if you want, uh, Randy, if you're looking for someone to help you out, you go to Sabo's Arcades. That's S-C-A-B-O-S arcades.com and uh, send him an um, email, message him, Tell him that you're interested in the artwork, and maybe he can work with you on scanning. And if so if you if you can't scan, then maybe you can just wait till somebody else does it. <laughs> so that's I the trouble. Know that, I, I do know, interesting enough, somebody is working on the blaster handles. I know somebody did them. Blaster um, or blasteroids? Publicly selling them. Well, no. So Andy just saying. Uh, Andy Baldwin was commenting that uh, DLP did a new cab plus a J Rock. So yeah, uh, is Bradel if Bradel is reproing them? Somebody else, I believe, is also. Uh, there's two people that I think we're going after it. Are you talking about Blaster again or Blasteroids? Yes, Blaster. Yeah, because Randy was talking about Blasteroids. He doesn't give. I'm a- keep- I'm keeping up with the current chat. I'm not in the, like, you know, 30 uh-huh. seconds ago. Okay, good. Yep, way to dismiss him. It's very nice of you. <clears throat> How rare is Blasteroids? I thought that was one of, it's like, wasn't that the last Atari game made? Or one uh, one of the very I last? I, th- I think it is. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I want to say it is, because I remember watching this video. Uh, on my PlayStation, they're talking about Blasteroids being one, and I think it's what—it's sort of a pseudo 3D game, isn't it? Uh, Blasteroids. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's color raster, but it kind of yeah. does some interesting graphics flying through. I don't know. There's one for sale up here that's been for sale forever. I'm not. It's uh, not Blasteroids. What am I thinking of? It's a different game. Well, no, there's a Blasteroids up here that's been for sale forever. What's the last game by Atari Chatters? Somebody, somebody's got to know that. <clears throat> no, nobody's gonna know it. Eighty-seven. One has roids. <laughs> E.T. was the last game done by Atari. <laughs> E.T. <laughs> because you were so bitter, you threw it away and never bought an Atari game again. Guardians of the Hood was 92 off the wall. Well, you know, we could, it's not too hard to do this. You can just go to, we should just do this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Googling it. I don't, I can't find it. Well, I'll I'll tell you because all you got to do is go to the International Arcade Museum. Blasters. Search for an Atari game. 
select Atari, and then line them up by year. It might have been Blaster. No, Blaster was uh, Williams. Oh, that might have been their last game. That might have been what I was thinking of. It's actually... Well, according to this... Or it was the last VidKids game. Yeah. Blaster. Blaster. Anyway, not important. If you want art, go to one of those three places. Those are the those are the ones we use. All all three of them are have have their talents and skills that contribute to this hobby, which we really appreciate. Yeah. We should get that rich fellow and that Sabo fellow on here. We should. Actually, Joe would be great. Yeah. Rich would be great too. So and Rich Rich has been doing it for so long. Yeah, he has. I wish we could get Bob on. I think that'd be great. Should reach out. He's if anybody knows Bob. He's retired. I know. The real Bob Roberts though, if you can still order stuff from him, his wife fulfills the orders. So retired doesn't mean he can't talk to us. He might. It's true. I don't know. Doesn't seem like he will. He he really I mean Talk about a leader and like putting this stuff together. I think probably every person that has a Clav account has bought something from Bob. Yeah. Yep. At some point. At least everyone who has a Clav account like before that established their account before 2010, you know. Yeah. That's probably a more fair statement. Well, Bob and, uh, you know, the, the old-time ones are Bob and Steve Gregory, right? Arcade shop. Yeah. Steve's fun to talk to. I should call He's him and guy. ask him why I bought this. <laughs> so what do I use this for? I bought it from you. <laughs> He'll probably look it up and go, that wasn't supposed to be on the order. You should send that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for tonight. What do you think, Brian? I think it's pretty good. I gotta go. I gotta go play, figure out a game to play. Well, what's the next game you're gonna play in your direct in your collection? And we'll end the show with that. Hmm. Well, it, it yeah, it means I have to dig out some stuff. I kind of want to play Star Wars now with all this Star Wars hype. You know, that'd be a good one to play. And, uh, I mean, if uh, you have to fire up Tempest every once in a while just to make sure it, you know, still runs. <laughs> <laughs> I blew out the 7 amp fuse at the party, so I've got to replace that. Oh, Th- that sounds like an AR2 waiting to die. You should probably do some uh, cap work is. on it. And uh, I've got a couple 7 amp fuses. We'll go through those first. <laughs> 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 Don't rebuild anything. Just let it all die. Uh, you just then you put an eight amp fuse in. <laughs> <laughs> just put a shell casing in there. <laughs> hey, sh- I I have I have picture proof that shell casings work very well. Twenty two <laughs> shell casings work very well for replacing fuses. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> At least they were spent. All right, chatters. Thanks for listening in. This has been. The double R's. That is Arcade Radio. Mm-hmm.
Like I said, Facebook.com, Arcade Radio, or check us out on our semi-regularly updated blog at ArcadeRadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. Or, or you can call and leave us command some comments and questions on the game line. 612-548-GAME. We're not joking. You need to call. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell, just like Major Stupid did. <laughs> so you'll know when we're streaming live. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you know I had to, I had to flag our... I had to, like, categorize our podcast today to say that it's oh. not for children? <laughs> it's a new thing for YouTube creators. I wonder what... I wonder what... If you had to do that, you know, 10 years ago, I wonder if Markiplier would still be around. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. So you can also subscribe to us on our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, whatever you listen to podcasts on, iHeartRadio, Spotify. That's going to be it for the show, though. So from our team, that's Arcade Radio. We hope you had a great time, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the time when I take my pants off. And Mark never did get his phone charged. That's pretty sad. It is pretty bad. These little batteries. Let's see here. Send oh. an AR2 an adapter for a cell phone charger. <laughs> <laughs>